Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Drones for Good Life stream and podcast, uh, streaming live from the World of Drones and Robotics Congress 2020 here in rainy Brisbane, um, or, or slightly overcast Brisbane as opposed to sunny Brisbane, which it, which it usually usually is. Um, hopefully everyone that's uh, listening in today has been enjoying the guests we've had on, and um, again, we've got another outstanding guest this afternoon to have a chat about all things um, droid and, and robots. Uh, I'm really pleased, Savo, to have... Uh, uh, David Prella here. Um, David's from the Australian Droid and Robots. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no worries at all. We're really excited to uh, to have you guys here. And, and whilst we can't see on the live stream, you guys are sitting about you know five meters across from us. So, uh, so I guess we're neighbours. Yeah. No, we're all based in Brisbane, and we're nice and close. Yeah, excellent. Um, how have you been enjoying the congress? Fantastic congress so far. We got to do a presentation on our work yesterday met lots of colleagues and fantastic collaboration opportunities. Yeah, great. Um, and, and I'll ask you about your presentation in a second, but before we go too much further, I'd like to introduce our guests and make sure um, our listeners sort of know who, who they're listening to. Um, would you mind giving a bit of background and, and what you do at, uh, at Australian Droid and Robots? Yeah, so Australian Droid and Robots, we're all about safety and it's about separating people from hazards. So we started probably in 2015 by building small robotic vehicles for exploration and mining and it's just to give vision to the people upstairs, so to separate them from the hazards, to make it safe. And then from there, natural progression was to move up in the air. So we've got drones and we're targeting search and rescue opportunities with the new helicopter we're designing. Awesome. And um, we'll, we'll talk about your product range uh, in a second. Would you mind talking about your role within the company and what you do? Yeah, so I'm one of the founders and I'm looking at the aeronautical side of things and Dr Joe Cronin is doing the robotics. Okay, great. Um, and most excitingly, you're, you're a local Brisbane company. Yeah, yeah, and glad to be. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a good spot to, to work out of. Um, so would you mind talking through um, your discussion yesterday? So you presented yesterday in, in one of the topics. Um, what, what were you talking about and, and what was kind of the, the main points and takeaways from that presentation? Yeah, I was talking about Made in Australia, which is about manufacturing locally. And it's all about having sovereign capability. So... We've got heaps of small technology companies in Australia and especially in Brisbane, Queensland. And we need to leverage off that talent. So if we can all work together, collaborate on a big project that can actually make a difference in the world, I think Australia could do quite well out of it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, um, you know, we talk a lot about a true sovereign Australian, you know, capability. Um, yeah. and, and we've started to use the word true in the beginning of that statement too because sovereign's getting thrown around like uh, like nothing else at the moment. So, you know, as, as you said, true sovereign, you know, organisation based here in, in sunny Brisbane, mm. which is fantastic. And Mirrigan especially if you draw an ecosystem, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, we, um, we, we've been doing that for a couple of years now and it's all about um, just making sure everyone's aware of who's in the industry. You know, yep. there's, there's a, a miss... Uh, I guess a misappreciation that we're not at the level of maturity that people potentially think and um, and we are. Yeah, we're more than toys. Exactly. Drones can actually be used for good. Absolutely. Hey, let's talk about your product line. Um, so you've got the, probably one of the coolest pull-up banners I think I've seen here with uh, a million different um, items on it. What um, what have you got? What sort of things have you got as part of your product? Well, thanks for that. We like what we do, so it's easy. Um, product line, we've got heaps of ground robotics, so exploration vehicles ranging from small size, probably 20 by 20 centimetres, up to six wheelers that can weigh up to 200 kilograms. And it's just so we have more capability to do small and large jobs. And then in terms of air vehicles, we got our range of drones that we manufacture here in Brisbane. Uh, we're working on a high-speed drone called the Angel. That's a, okay. That's going to be exciting. So, well, so what's that going to do? Tell us more about that. <laughs> 
It's for high-speed testing in academia. Okay. So right now they're using shock tunnels and test tunnels and wind tunnels to do testing, but it only gives them a couple of seconds to do the testing. Okay. So with our vehicle, it's an actual flight vehicle that I can do testing of a minute, two minutes in actual flight conditions. So you say high speed. What do you mean by high speed? We're ultimately targeting super dro- supersonic. Okay. But, yeah, small steps, safe steps, <laughs> working with the government and CASA to get something safely across the line. Fantastic. Uh, and I like what you sort of spoke about before that, you know, you do have a large product line and something we talk a lot about is being very problem-centric, you know, focusing on the problem, having problem-centric solutions, not just solutions for the sake of solutions. Have you found that in your line of work that you, you are designing and, and you, work, you work towards the client problem as opposed to forcing a solution on a client? Yeah, so initially when we started... Joe Cronin, the other business partner, was automating large equipment underground at North Park's mine. And we've come to a realisation it's all good to have the large automation, but then the small vehicles still have a place because right now people are still getting sent in there with the large automatic vehicles, poking around and looking around. So that's a hazard. And from that we designed our basic product line. And then once people started to know about us and our capabilities... They would come to us and then ask us to modify their existing drones because they want to do more with them. Okay, fantastic. Um, and, and so tell me about your business and, and your point of difference. So what makes you different from other robotics companies that, that are around Australia too? Because we're really lucky in this country. We've got a bunch of really good innovators and really good innovation. What, makes, what, what sets you guys aside? We're a young, agile company with a ton of capabilities and potential. So we do most of our circuit boards in-house. We do manufacturing in-house, we can do composites and machining, we do integration, and we adapt to technology on a rapid pace. Yeah, and I think that's really important, and I think we're going to find that more and more from um, from true sovereign capability, you know, the ability to um, have evolutions of, of, you know, not only software but also hardware at the same time. Is that what you guys are working towards, being reactive and adaptive for your clients as they need it? Yeah, that's basically what we need to do. Yeah, great. So um, you've been around... You said sort of four or five years now. What yep. is the next, what's the next five years have for you? What do you think you're going to see in the next five years? The next five years for us is stepping up manufacturing. So our products are getting quite refined. And hence my talk, Made in Australia, it's all about taking the next step and putting Australia on the larger world map. Okay. And as a growing company, what barriers have you seen? So what's, what's stopped you guys, you know, exponentially, you know, um, increasing in size? What are some of those barriers you've found? Barriers in Australia is funding and it is difficult to approach the end user. The end users on the ground always want to use the drones and the vehicles to see the application, but getting past the management and the financing for the big companies, that's a stumbling block for us. And have you, have you found your way through that in the past or have you got any advice around that sort of stuff? <laughs> the advice Not is, really? <laughs> yeah, no, the advice is keep pushing, Yep. network, build a reputation. Your reputation in Australia is everything. Yeah, and I think that that's a really important point, and um, we we talk about that a little bit too, where. People in industry tend to, at times, overstate their capability and to get themselves through the door, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're not you're not meeting what the client wants you to meet. And I think um, building that trust with your client based on their reputation is really important. Is that something you you've, you guys have been doing as well? Hundred percent correct. Yep. So getting, I call them the dodgy operators. Yeah, nice. So we're in it for long term. So we go slow and steady, safe. We're not in it for the quick buck. We're in it for a long run. Have you been working with uh, with other companies? Have you got any partners that you've been working with as well to, to continue to grow and, and work into different areas? Yeah, partnership in Australia is very important. 
Um, if I look at our search and rescue drone, we're partnering with the Arm Hub. Technology yep. hubs, not a thing. We can talk about that for minutes on end. <laughs> um, very important. We're targeting Arm Hub. We're playing with QT. Yep. They're going to help us with the AI and the search algorithms. We're using Ragent, which is a communication company from America. And then there's also visualization companies like Euclidean, which is next to our stand. Okay, great. And I think that whole collaboration piece is so important. You know, when um, trust comes with collaboration, Collaboration comes with trust. You know, the, the more yep. that we can be upfront and honest, and um, not only with our clients, but with our with the other companies we're working with, the, the more likely we are going to collaborate. Is that what you found as well with some of your partnerships? Yeah, we value our partnerships hundred um, percent. The key thing to remember here is we can't all be experts in everything, so we need to find value-adding partners. And if everyone contributes their very best, then the end product is going to be exceptional. I think that's a, that's an amazing point, and it's it's. It makes your organisation quite self-aware. You know, we need to know what we're good at, and we need to know what we're bad at. And where we know we have you know gaps and weaknesses and, oppor- and, and opportunities for someone else to bring them on board um, and, and complement our work, and not see everybody in the industry as, as just you know a threat to what we're doing. So, so what are your primary strengths as an organisation? What are the things that if you know they want to know that the top three things you guys do better than anybody else? Uh-huh, top three. <laughs> um, we pride ourselves in our safety. Okay. So we got safety equipment, safety protocols, all the operations we do we 100% focus around safety. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two is our advanced aerodynamic um, products and capabilities. Yep. And number three is rapid integration of new technologies, including AI, laser mapping, stuff like that. So keeping ahead yeah. of technology. And is that new technology integration, is that... Um, Australian droid and robot led or is that industry led or is that client led how are you deciding on which technologies to integrate short answer is it's everything <laughs> yep so, <laughs> customers they will spend hours on Google trying to find the latest and greatest for their businesses so they'll come to us for new technologies asking us for advice so we need to stay on top of it yep Australian droid and robot based we got a long term business model and plan mm-hmm. so we're following that strategy and partner-based, we got exceptional par- uh, partners, so they keep us on our toes and busy. And I think you know you guys are working out you know what you do best, and, and the ability to integrate I think is fantastic because you're not going to have the funding and the time and the effort to, to you know build everything and, and the way you know we integrate um, and, and integration you know particularly in the defence area is, is massive. If we don't integrate well, we can't just work as individuals. Yeah, and the integration is not just about technology; it's about integrating with the end user and with society in, at large. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, can you um, can you talk to industries or case studies? Where where have your robots and, and other things been used in 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 really positively in really positive ways? Um, can you talk to some of those examples? Okay, so some work we did for Queensland government is inspecting abandoned mines. Okay, so when mines go bankrupt, they sometimes up and go. Right. Uh, then responsibilities on Queensland government to ensure that the mine site is safe. Okay, so obviously they don't know what goes on in the mine, so we send our equipment in. We can do beyond line of sight, which most companies can't. Okay. We can establish a network on the fly. Yep. So we can go into those hazardous environments, inspect a mine for them with Queensland government, and then they can decide whether a mine is safe to go in or whether they should just block it off. And so, fantastic, you know, example there of where we don't need to put people in harm's way. We we yep. can use you know machines to do that. Yeah, you can lose a hundred robots. Who cares? It's just it's just money at the end of the day. It's not lost lives. That's for sure. Yep. Um, any other examples? What other what other stuff have we been doing? 
Um, environmentally friendly, so we built a bat robot for one of the large mining companies, and we don't want to be known for it, but I reckon it's the world's most obnoxious robot. Okay. <laughs> It's got a thousand watt speaker system, bright strobe Oh, lights. to get rid of bats. Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. Oh. It gets the bats out of the area where they want to work. Okay. And then they can capture it and relocate them. So oh. we, we save bats. I feel like I've, um, I've heard a lot of case studies in the past and I've never actually come across a drone or, or a robot that goes in and gets rid of bats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a new one. Yeah. Uh, any others? What, what else are you guys doing well? Oh man, search and rescue, we're yep. looking at a lot of AI, so using computer vision to detect hazardous environments and lost people. So spending a lot of time and effort and research into that field. So I feel AI is nearly a whole topic in itself, and I feel everyone is is using and talking about AI and machine learning. Yep. How are you guys using that to, you know, AI in itself is, is not a capability necessarily, it needs to be coupled with, with other capabilities. How yep. are you guys using AI and in what ways are you using it? Yeah, so AI, everyone uses the term loosely, but essentially it's just a tool in your toolkit. Yep. Um, what we're using it for, if I give one really good example, is underground mines. We don't have GPS, so we can't navigate using GPS location. And we use AI, we feed lots of data about underground structure and tunnels, and then that'll guide our robots autonomously across the mine plan without a need for GPS. Okay, great. And again, we're just keeping people safe. Yep. Um, fantastic. Look, thanks so much for, for joining us this afternoon. Um, it's been really interesting to hear about you guys. And, and as I said, I think you've got the most impressive pull-up banner with your, your huge amount of um, systems. And, and something actually that, that I will remark on... Um, can you talk to your common ground control station? I think this is a really important aspect that, that industry doesn't always do well. You know, we, we need a bunch of tools for our toolkit and, and we're going to pull the right tool at the, at the right time. And what we, we generally find, um, you know, is that uh, you, you might have four or five different tools or, or robots or, or drones and all of a sudden you've got four or five different ground control stations we need to work from. But I understand you, you work from a common ground control station regardless of, of yes. what it is. Could you tell the listeners more about that? Yeah, this is our focus on interoperability. So we want to reduce the workload on the person operating the vehicle. It's like a force multiplier. If you have one person at one ground control station, they can control four vehicles, maybe a robot, maybe a fixed wing, maybe a helicopter, spread the capability of that person. And it just makes it easier. It's less teaching for the operator how to use the equipment. It's a common interface. And the vehicles can actually bounce signals off each other as well. So you gain a lot of benefits. Fantastic. And I think that, that's a really great way of doing it. And, you know, even in, in the defence space and other spaces, we're talking about common, common, you know, ground control stations and operating from single stations. So it reduces our training time, it reduces um, the amount of equipment we need, which is going to reduce cost, etc. So I think that's a, that's a really intelligent way to go. Thank you. Um, look, thanks so much for joining us, Savo, as, as I said earlier. Um, I think what you guys are doing is fantastic and any, any, uh, any type of technology that's going to keep people you know, safe or keep them away from dull, dirty or dangerous um, uh, work is, is obviously a positive thing to do. So hats off to you guys and, and what you're doing. I think it's awesome. Oh, thank you for the time. Thanks for listening. And I think Merrigan is doing fantastic things as well. <laughs> awesome. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Many thanks.